the Big Fight Weekend Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP, to get a 50% deposit match. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for instant deposit matches up to 50 bucks. That's thrivefantasy.com. Promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. That's right, only $3.99. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean to get the new album. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed, we are back in and actually on our timeline the second time this week that we are joining you on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, right back in the preview mode for the fight action coming in Hollywood, Florida, and also Los Angeles, California for this weekend in the most prominent fights that are happening here in the U.S. But really, anything that goes on with the sweet science, we do our best to be about it here on the podcast and the BigFightWeekend.com website. I am merely the somewhat lucid, somewhat capable host. I repeat again, as I've said a couple of other places on podcasts this week, are we ever going to find out who won the 2020 presidential election? As the votes continue to be counted in multiple states, We think we have problems in boxing with the fight cards. In all seriousness, can we not get this figured out and declare a winner? Forget about which side that you're on. The integrity of the process, distinguishing the presidential election from Vince McMahon's world wrestling entertainment is important to me, and it should be important to you that we figure this out in a timely fashion and stop with all of the nonsense of the delays and the questioning about the validity of the results. Let's get it done. Let's get it counted. Let's get it over with. Uh, We are back to boxing now on this podcast. And however you found us, by the way, through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, uh, through sportsgamblingpodcast.com, through a social media link, whether you're following me, at Buck Sideline Guy. Yes, I do many different jobs and roles. One of those is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their uh, sideline report on their radio broadcast. So that's my Twitter handle, at Buck Sideline Guy. You can follow this show at Big Fight Weekend. Whether you found us through a social media link, whether you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, make sure you subscribe to the Big Fight Weekend podcast. It will come automatically to you as, uh, as part of subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're usually in the preview mode, long about Friday, depending, uh, for the weekend of fights. But sometimes we come back, as we did this past Monday, with a recap podcast off the Gervonta Davis. A big, devastating knockout win over Leo Santa Cruz. Also, the monster Japan's Naoya Inoue with a knockout win over Australian Jason Maloney in Las Vegas. So we did a recap podcast earlier in the week. Again, these podcasts will come automatically to you. If you subscribe, by the way, another feature that we need to emphasize, haven't been doing this enough, but I mentioned it here, that uh, if you have an Alexa, if you have a Google device, just tell it to play Big Fight Weekend on Apple Podcast. Say Alexa or Google, play Big Fight Weekend podcast on Google Podcast. It will find us off of uh, Apple Podcast and boom. Uh, it will play, and again, on your Google device, you can tell it to, to find Big Fight Weekend Podcast on Google Podcast, and it will play as well. So enable your Alexa, enable your Google device, and you can hear us there as well, even if you're not subscribing. Just the technology is a wonderful thing, and we implore you to do so. All right, so we have lots to cover here, mainly in the preview mode. The big uh, world title bout of the weekend is the Devin Haney-Yoriokis-Gamboa battle, youth versus 
aging experience for the WBC lightweight championship. Straight ahead, Sergio Mora will be here. The Latin snake, love his insight, the analysis. Uh, former champ in the middleweights and uh, super middleweights uh, divisions, the winner of the original contender reality boxing show here in the U.S., uh, back, what, some 15, 16 years ago. Love the Latin Snake. He will be here with his analysis. He's in Hollywood, Florida, uh, down in South Florida. Not a, not far, about four hours from where I am, getting ready to call the fights with Todd Grisham, Chris Mannix on DAZN uh, for Haney and Gamboa. Get his uh, insight on that fight and the uh, the Philip Hergovich, the heavyweight, the big uh, Eastern European heavyweight is on the co-feature of this fight, Big Puncher. We'll talk to Sergio about all of those. And then after we're done with the Latin Snake, Marquise Johns, Week Sauce Radio, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. you find him at Week Sauce Radio on Twitter. Marquise will be here to talk about the Haney Gamboa main event on DAZN, the King Kong Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, and Alexander Flores heavyweight contender battle, which is the PBC on Fox Show Saturday night on Fox Sports. Marquise will have insight on all of that. And, of course, we've got some breaking news on the Thursday that we're taping the podcast for Friday and the weekend. Gervonta Davis off that knockout win under investigation, we'll call it, for a hit-and-run accident. Was he at the wheel in his native Baltimore, Maryland, in the wee hours of the morning, Thursday morning? The story coming to light midday Thursday. Uh, Did uh, Davis cause the accident with his vehicle? We don't know for sure from the Baltimore authorities. It is believed they are questioning him or trying to question him. There were injuries in the other vehicle in the accident uh, where an SUV ran a red light in South Baltimore. Was Davis at the wheel? Might he be charged uh, with crimes, with felonies? Here he's already got... domestic violence charges against him from earlier this year in Miami. He's been arrested previous times. Is he back in more trouble again just days after that knockout win over Leo Santa Cruz? We'll talk to Marquise about the latest of that and also get to the fight card previews. Lots to get to here on the program. Let us get rolling here on Big Fight Weekend. It has been far too long since I've gotten the opportunity to chat with this man. He will be on the call with Todd Grisham, uh, Chris Mannix and company on the DAZN uh, World Championship coverage on Saturday night of Devin Haney, Yoriokis Gamboa. That is the main event for the WBC Lightweight Championship. He is in South Florida, actually not far from where I am in West Central Florida. He's a long way from L.A., where he normally is, but he's come to the Sunshine State. He's ready to call the fights. He is the Latin Snake, Sergio Mora, back with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Snake, good to have you, and I know that you guys and boxing fans everywhere are ramping up for a Saturday night title fight with Devin Haney and Yoriokis Gamboa. Good to have you. No, it's great to be here, TJ. Uh, Hard Rock's a nice place. Too bad I can't enjoy the pool here. The weather is a little uh, cloudy, <laughs> but uh, it looks like a great casino. I'm glad I could be enjoying it. Yes, and the, cor- the quarantine life is ongoing. It's it's part of a necessary thing of, of what's happening. He hopes to emerge from quarantine. You don't care if Mannix emerges from quarantine until fight time. He can stay in his room secluded, but you you know, you know kind of want to enjoy a little bit of the place. Man- Mannix can be in the bubble wrap until, like, fight time, right? Well, Mannix is normally a, a self-isolated person, so whether he's in quarantine or not, he's always some, somewhere in some bubble. Either some people don't want to be with him, or he just likes that that you know that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. He, he says he's writing. I, I doubt it. Yeah, well, what what we love joking about, and we did this earlier in the pandemic, is that Mannix uh, has operated with social distancing for years. It's no different for him. It's no big deal. <laughs> he can he can handle that part of it. All right, enough busting on him. And I love uh, seeing you guys on DAZN with your jabs uh, videos that you do and your podcast. You do a great job uh, in all seriousness. All right, so let's get to it. Lightweight title showdown, Devin Haney, Yoriokis Gamboa. Uh, Haney off of shoulder surgery. Gamboa, in his last fight, hung in with Gervonta Davis despite an injured Achilles. Both guys have had significant injuries. Isn't that one of the prominent storylines? How will they both look coming off of injury, Snake? That's going to be, uh, I think, second to the main. The main question is, can Devin Haney uh, do what Gervonta Tank Davis just did with Leo Santa Cruz with Gamboa because Gamboa is going to be the main name on Haney's resume. And, you know, Tank already stopped and beat down Gamboa, but Gamboa showed some courage. He had a, an Achilles tear, uh, uh, according to him, and, and he had a brave, a brave loss 
in, in that fight. But with, with Haney, if Haney can do it in, in, in bigger fashion and more spectacular fashion and, and even sooner than Tank Davis, that's all people care about. People really like comparing knockouts or knock, knockdowns, performances, and all that. So this is just going to be a test of who can do it better between two young champions, between Devin Haney and Javante Davis, because we know they're, they're heavy they're heavy favorites here. Gamboa is going to have to pull many tricks out of his bag at 38 years old, but he is a two-time champion. He's a gold medalist, and he, and he brings a, a wealth of experience. And, and he's, he's courageous, man. He's the type of guy that will go down swinging. So he'll go out on his shield. He's proved that even in his losses. So uh, I, I think Haney just has to stay – he's young, 21 years old. He just has to stay composed, mature, and not fight like a 21-year-old. He just needs to fight like the, the, the champion he is, and he's going to be all right. And, and you mentioned Gamboa, and we mentioned that Achilles injury. It happened early on in the fight. He admitted that, and he fought on like eight or nine more rounds after that. You have fought with injuries and fought through injuries. That's pretty remarkable, especially against a talented fa- fighter like Tank Davis la- last December. Uh, that he, I mean, it says a lot for Gamboa's toughness, his mental toughness to have hung in that long. You know, uh, now that you bring that up, I'm going to add a note here because I'm prob- probably going to want to touch on that on telecast. Uh, when I tore my, my ligament against uh, Dana Jacobs in the first fight, um, I could have continued technically. Like, I, w- I, I stood like I, I stood on both feet. I can walk. I was limping. But if, if the adrenaline started kicking in, I'm sure I would have been able to fight, stand my ground. I wouldn't have been able to move, but I would have been able to fight. But what was going to happen? I was just going to get beaten down. And, and mowed down by the bigger, stronger fighter on two legs. So could I have continued? Technically, yes. But I just hobbled away and they called the fight. So I think Javante Davis and what he did what he did with Gamboa was, was expected, but what Gamboa did wasn't. That was, that was, that was a sign of courage, man, and, and we know he has that. And that's why he's getting another chance, I believe. No doubt. Good point on that. When you watch Haney, what stands out? What are you looking forward to seeing in person in this one at the Hard Rock Casino on Saturday night? Everyone wants to see a, a big knockout like he had against Antonio Moran. But, the, you know, when he starts fighting undefeated fighters and higher ranked fighters, he can't be knocking out everyone like that. So I expect him to fight like an old bull. He's a young bull. but fight like an old bull. You know, he, he has good... He controls the middle of the ring great behind a disciplined jab. He stabs him downstairs. He turns those jabs into quick left hooks and overhand rights. But, but he does it by breaking down opponents with, with angles and distance. Just be himself, man. I mean, the guy's an A-plus fighter. He's an A-plus talent. But he just needs the, a, the A-side uh, competition, which is what's lacking. But as long as he keeps taking care of these Bs and Cs, it's all right, man. That's all he needs to do, be himself. Voice of Sergio Mora, he's on the call with Todd Grisham, with Chris Mannix on the DAZN main event on the big fight card uh, coming on Saturday night from Hollywood, Florida, the Hard Rock Casino in the Sunshine State uh, for Devin Haney, Yuriokis Gamboa. Uh, one more, and then we'll move on to the, one of the big heavyweights on the undercard. The, the interest level is high right now uh, for Haney, should he be victorious, on can he get in front of Teofimo Lopez. Lopez obviously beating Vasily Lomachenko uh, in the middle of last month. Impressive 12-round decision. He's got the belts, uh, all except for this WBC belt. I guess there's some squabbling over who has the real WBC World Championship. Haney says he has it. Uh, what about can Haney realistically get in front of Teofimo Lopez down the road here? Does Lopez want to stay at 135? What do you make of that potential matchup? Should Haney be victorious Saturday night? Well, uh, Chris Mannix has been talking about you know Teofimo Lopez not not being at 135 much longer. He wants to try to get all the belts convincingly with no politics. And I think these young fighters, man, they're setting they're setting the the examples to everyone. You know, fighters you just mentioned, they're all under 25. That's incredible. They're all under 25, and they want to fight the best, and they are fighting the best, and they're kind of in competition with each other. So it's up for the for the uh, the sanctioning bodies, the, the the people that are in charge of the championships and the belts. They need to do their job. They need to clarify who the hell the champion is. There's too many damn belts, and now 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 even now they can't even de- declare one belt. So now we have to. Two, four, five, six champions one in one belt. Look, I, it's ridiculous. I consider Teofimo Lopez undisputed, but I also consider Devin Haney a champion. But how are you going to – they're in the same division. They got the same belt. It's a freaking headache. I get upset talking about it because it's a beautiful green belt that I won, and I know how, 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 how bad fighters want it. 
But just just to be politically correct, they're both champions. Right. I, the only way. But I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're fight. saying. They cheapen the world championship or the championship if you have four or five belts from the same organization in the same division. It cheapens it. It lessens it. It's not good. That's what you're saying. They water down the the label of being a champion because there's too many of them. That's well put. Well put on that one. All right, Philip Hergovich, big, uh, big punching Eastern European against a long-standing American journeyman heavyweight, Rockin' Rydell Booker. Uh, obviously, this is set up for Hergovich to have a big night, a big knockout. He would love to get in the championship mix, speaking of championships. Again, tell me what you've seen from Hergovich on tape. I've seen a couple of his fights and a couple of his knockouts. What do you see, and what's the future for this guy? Well, right out Booker doing some studying. I mean, at first glance, he's nothing special. He, you know, I've never heard of him. Uh, but then once I started digging into the numbers, I said, wait, wait a minute, this guy – can pose some problems here. I mean, he went the distance with cool Brad Pulev. Pulev was going to fight for the heavyweight championship against Anthony Joshua. He, uh, he went the distance with a smaller James Tony. Um, he, he, he lost in a, in a competitive fight with an undefeated fighter in, in Franklin, Jermaine Franklin. Right. So he fights good opponents. He's only lost to good opponents. Um, and, and he's never been stopped. So I think the main thing here is if Ergovitz could be the first to stop him. And other than that, you know, people aren't going to remember remember Raza Booker unless Booker makes a stand for himself and, and makes a name for himself against an up and coming guy like Ergovich. So uh Ergovich is a big, big puncher, man. He doesn't talk much, but he talks with his fists and he's a, he has an Olympic background. Uh, big things are expected to, uh, from Ergovich are moving him really fast. What what do you want to see from Hergovich that says you can take the next step and be in the conversation with world class heavyweights is there something in particular that will say to you ding the light goes on okay this guy can go to the next level what are you looking for he's slowly doing that i mean if if you look at his fights he has 11 fights but he's already fought some some veterans uh eric molina he knocked out eric molina uh uh, amir mansoor so these are fighters that that have already been to the big stage if he can continue doing that right now booker is kind of like a pandemic opponent and i know i keep saying that but i've never i never heard of him but he's never been stopped. So the main thing here is that he knocked out a fighter that that Kubrat Pulis and James Tony couldn't knock out, and you know undefeated fighters couldn't knock out. I just want to see him be himself. Maybe take a little bit more chances. He, he's very disciplined behind that that European style one-two. So if he can if he can go more than just a one-two, if he if he can throw combinations, and he's an excellent body puncher for a big man. Uh, but more combinations and more speed and, and get the stoppage. I think that's the, that's the best thing he can do. Couple more for Sergio Moro, the Latin Snake. DeZone has got the Saturday night showdown. Devin Haney, Yuriokis, Gamboa, WBC lightweight title fight. Uh, that one is coming uh, Saturday night late. The co-feature again is Philip Hergovich, heavyweight, up and coming, unbeaten heavyweight against American journeyman veteran Rydell Booker. Uh, they will be on the call for that. I want to ask you one about Canelo Alvarez. I'm not asking you to get involved in the politics, the lawsuit. DeZone is involved. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy involved. Obviously, Canelo suing. Uh, do we have? Do you have any optimism that he is going to fight sometime soon? That they can resolve this? That early 2021? I know we're not going to see him in the next 60 days before the end of this year. Do you, Sergio, have any confidence we will see him fight sometime early in 2021? Or are you as dismayed as everybody else like me that that we may not see him indefinitely, like right now? I'm dismayed in the entire year of 2020. I'm dismayed with all the big names in boxing. Uh, I, I just think if it wasn't for these youngsters in the light division, lightweight division, you know, this year is it, just terrible for boxing. But I have, I'm optimistic. My glass is always half full. And I think Canelo will return early next year. I don't think he'll wait until May of 2021. Uh, I think he's going to fight early next year. I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, guessing at best, wishful thinking, by March of, of, of next year. This is just something I think will be perfect to lead into the big holidays like May and September and maybe even get, you know, three fights in one year and, and really make up for a 2020. Because Canelo, he's been a year, a professional 15 years since he was 15 years old. This is the first year, 2020, that he never fought as a professional. So um, that's, yeah. that's just a bad look for a man that's used to staying busy. So if he can make it up with three fights, which is rare for a superstar, 
that will make up for 2020, and then that will make up to the, pa- the passionate fans that have followed them all along. Well, and let's see if they can resolve something. And we know there are super middleweights like Callum Smith, like Billy Joe Saunders. And I know Billy Joe Saunders is going to fight somebody else soon here. But there are fighters he could fight if they can make it happen. If, if, if. And yet we still wait. It's now been a full year since we saw him fight Kovalev. uh, And you were on the call Uh, for that as well back last November 12 months ago that we've been without Canelo Alvarez. Speaking of uh, of the middleweights, guys that you fought, you mentioned Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs uh, will be fighting uh, Gabe Rosado in the next DAZN show late in the month. We won't get a chance to talk to you before that. I know you're anxious to be back at the Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida for that show, which is a Friday night show Thanksgiving uh, weekend. Black Friday for all the sales and then get ready for DAZN and a show with Danny Jacobs and Gabe Rosado at the end of this month everything goes well we're looking forward to that as well right no absolutely i mean that's a that's a stay busy fight for uh daniel jacobs rosado you know talked his way into that big fight and credit to him and he's always in, in competitive fights he's always in exciting fights the guy's a warrior he's a blood and guts you know a ch- uh, uh, championship type fighter he's never won a championship but you know it, it's going to be a good stand a good fight there for between uh, uh rosado and jacobs All right, again, that one for late in the month. The one we care about is Haney Gamboa in the main event, Saturday night, DAZN streaming service. That's the one we care about. Sign up for that one on Saturday night. Uh, The real question is, will Sergio be able to tolerate being around Grisham and uh, and Mannix as the first people that he sees outside of quarantine without the plastic silverware coming out or some elbow drops (laughs) off the top rope or whatever it is? You guys just get along so that we can get the call in for Saturday night for the fights. And you know I'm joking around with that. I love you guys on the uh, the coverage. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, I know. We're looking forward for the night of fights on DAZN. Snake, you're always great to join me. I know you're... You're busy. I know you're doing many of these. Thank you for hopping on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. You're the man. Thank you. There he goes. Love the inside of the Latin snake, Sergio Mora. Uh, with us again, he and Todd Grisham and uh, DeZone with the call of Haney Gamboa and that whole fight card Saturday night on the DeZone streaming service. Sign up and subscribe. Uh, there. Uh, still to come, Marquise Johns will be with me, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, previewing the fight cards of the weekend a little more, the news of the week as well. All of that coming up. But first, we're brought to you in part by mybookie.ag. We've headed now into November with the NFL, with college football, everything that's going on right now in sports. And of course, whether you're a first time customer or whether you've been playing with my bookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, contests, everything they offer every week, including with the fights off the huge weekend last weekend, find all the odds, sign up, load up, find an edge, make your bets and get paid with my bookie. And right now, if you sign up today and use the promo code SGP, you'll get a deposit match all the way up to $500 in your account if you're a first-time user. Again, if you're a first-time user, put $100 in, they'll put $100 in. The same with $200 on your initial deposit, they'll put $200 in all the way up to $500. It's winning season at MyBookie. Join in the fun. Get some cash. You bet. You win. You get paid. A $500 up to $500 deposit match awaits you as a first-time user with our promo code SGP. It's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app for player props. Tremendous response from our audience here at Sports Gambling Podcast and the network of shows, including Three Dog Thursday, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast, the College Experience with Colby Dant, uh, on and on, including our Big Fight Weekend podcast that we have on the network fleet of shows. All of you keep responding, and rightfully so, with Thrive Fantasy because it's daily fantasy with player props. In the NFL, choose 10 of the 20 available players in the props and build up your lineup. And with Thrive, you eliminate all of the other ancillary, which way to go, the extra research. Again, it's 20 available players in the NFL. Pick 10 of them, prop them up. They're assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under. Hit the prop and rack up the most important points 
uh, and those points will win you a share of the prize pool. So like for this week, for example, in the NFL, there's a couple of props that I'm looking at at Thrive Fantasy off the app or thrivefantasy.com. For example, Seahawks at the Bills with that good defense. Seattle coming all the way east again as they've come a couple of times this year. DK Metcalf, who had such a bonkers game last week against the 49ers, under over is three and a half receptions for him. That may seem on face value like too low, but Buffalo's got a really good defense. I might go under four catches for DJ Metcalf in this game. Uh, Tredavious White, an excellent cover corner. They are uh, Sean McDermott's team, a good defense. I'll go under on the Metcalf catches off of ThriveFantasy.com. Uh, what about Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the quarterback of the Dolphins? They had fewer than 100 yards of, uh, of offense last week, but still won the game with the Rams. The under-over is 20.5 completions for him in the desert. Uh, against Arizona, second start for the Dolphins for Tua. Uh, Arizona's defense not as good maybe as the Rams' defense. Tua's got a game under his belt. I still go under the 20.5 completions on Thrive Fantasy's prop bet there for that. Meantime, Sunday night, huge game. We'll talk some about it with our guests uh, still to come. Uh, here, but I, I like Mike Evans on the under over of three and a half receptions for him. Give me the over. He owes the Saints. Didn't didn't have a lot of big receptions in the first meeting with New Orleans in week one. This is a home game for the Buccaneers. Sunday night football. He'll be amped up. Give me Mike Evans over on the three and a half receptions from Tom Brady coming on Sunday night football. So that's an example of what you can go for with Thrive Fantasy. Download the app in the App Store, the Google Play Store, Thrive Fantasy. Go to thrivefantasy.com to find out more about the rules of the regulations sign up and prop up today and use the promo code sgp when you sign up and you get an instant match of up to 50 dollars on your first deposit again our promo code is sgp so sign up prop up with thrive fantasy and our promo code is sgp and if you've ever thought of owning your own sports book but you didn't know how ace per head is here to help you start it up they'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately they've got top-notch customer service going 24 7 some of the sharpest lines in the industry and plus ace per head also has live betting and a great mobile experience you can get started today Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. Back in once more with a guy that I always love to get inside analysis. Pick the brain of the senior writer for BigFightWeekend.com. Weak Sauce Radio on Twitter is one Marquise Johns back with me. Uh, good to have you. Ready for some more fight cards this weekend. You get to follow up the Latin snake, Sergio Mora. Uh, here on the podcast. We're interested to see this DAZN fight card. Sergio again on the call as uh, as the analyst. Marquise, how you feeling as we head towards the weekend and more fights? Absolutely excited, TJ. We've got another weekend just one week away from Terrence Crawford back in action. Everyone's uh, one, one of few people's pound-for-pound pound favorites is in action next week. But in the meantime, we have these cards uh, going on this weekend on Fox in the Zone. Yeah, we do have them. I can already sense from your tone that you've kind of glossed over uh, what's going on. <laughs> I promise we'll get to the fight cards in a moment, but in all seriousness, we'll we'll turn to the breaking news of Thursday afternoon at the time that we're taping here and getting ready for the weekend. Uh, the latest that we know is the man that had that show-stopping knockout at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio Last Saturday night, Gervonta Davis, that wicked uppercut that knocked out Leo Santa Cruz, kept his record unbeaten, kept him in the title picture for the lightweight division, the 135-pound division. Gervonta Davis back in trouble with the law, Marquise, involved in a car accident uh, in Baltimore, his native uh, home. He's a Baltimore native, uh, was back there apparently, according to TMZ, celebrating a birthday. The uh, Baltimore CBS of affiliate WB, uh, WJZ, WJZ TV in Baltimore says that Davis was driving his Lexus SUV, ran a red light, hit another vehicle, and left the scene with injuries. So we need to qualify a couple of things. The authorities in Baltimore have not said that at the time that we're taping. That's the TV station reporting that. 
TMZ got no comment from Davis's reps, which I don't know if that means Leonard Ellerby. Uh, I don't know who that means from Mayweather Promotions or whoever else. It's definitely not Floyd Mayweather, I say jokingly to you, Marquise, because he's never had a no comment in his life. But in any event, the the no comment to TMZ leads to further speculation. Uh, Gervonta Davis has been in trouble with the law before. This could be felony or felonies hit and run with injuries, bodily harm, somebody going to the hospital on a car wreck early Thursday morning at the time we're taping. Again, we know very little about where it's gone other than what I just said. Marquise, what's your reaction? Just on the surface, TJ, if you run involved in a hit-or-run accident, it's very not good, as we all know. And also, I'm really intrigued the fact that they haven't really disclosed what's going on with that. If, if me and you, TJ, were to be involved in a hit-and-run accident, we'd be plastered all over the place on Crime Stoppers, and I wouldn't <laughs> be doing this interview with you right now on this podcast. They would have me locked up behind bail waiting, waiting for said bail. Which wouldn't happen because if I was leaving a hit-and-run accident, I'm probably leaving the, j- the country for the jail cell. So we'll see what happens in terms of what they're going, uh, if, if, if they actually formally charge Davis with anything. More often than not, I think up in his neck of the woods in uh, Maryland, I'm sure, it's, as you mentioned before, it's a felony. It's, it's a, it would da- it, with bodily harm, right? I mean, it's one yeah. thing, just for example, it's one thing if you were to hit a telephone pole and leave the scene, there would be property damage that may not be a felony if you left the scene from that. But if you've hit another vehicle and injured people, uh, there are laws in Florida where we live and in most states that deal with that severely and much more severely as a felony charge. Um, And again, isn't it incumbent at some point, and the listeners may know more now that the podcast is out on Friday, listening in the preview mode for the fights on Saturday, that the Baltimore police have come out and said, hey, we're questioning him. Uh, hey, we have questioned him. Uh, hey, we are arresting him. They got to say something at some point in the near future. Is the point right, Marquise? Absolutely, TJ. And they'll have to. Davis will have to respond to the Baltimore police sooner or later. And they'll bring him in and ask the questions: What happened? Where'd you leave? Why'd you leave? And we'll find out from there what happens afterwards. And a big and a big part of this is traffic cams that may be able to identify his car, which is apparently it's a 2020 Lexus SUV. Uh, TMZ even connected the dots and showed the video on their gossip site of Davis leaving the Alamo Dome last Saturday night in the alleged vehicle that's involved in the accident, which is interesting that he would have been driving it uh, in in San Antonio and still had it in Baltimore, Maryland. Did he drive it home? He didn't fly on a plane home. Who knows? Uh, But uh, and he is uh, elaborate on this. I wrote about it on the website. He is no stranger to being in trouble with the law for for all the success, all the potential in the ring. The inability to stay out of trouble out of the ring continues to follow this guy everywhere. Marquise, elaborate. Absolutely, TJ. And it's a problem with this as well as we know he's on uh, probation for a domestic violence issue that he had earlier in the year uh, during Super Bowl weekend that happened down in Miami. And I'm sure there's going to compound matters worse of that if, if, he, has, if he gets arraigned a, a or, or charged of anything. I'm sure they're going to slap that on top of it. And this is one of those things, TJ, where it's hard for him to see. It's hard for me to see where he doesn't get jail time for this if it's involved a felony hit and run and he's already on probation. That's just guaranteed jail time. Period. Again, and we got to demonstrate. I know what you mean. And we got to demonstrate was he the driver? What does the traffic uh-huh. video show? What does the evidence show? Can they prove he was the driver? Those kind of things that left the scene. So we await that. Um, and I, I come back to this. I say this all the time on shows, on podcasts. I've done a bunch of radio uh, forever that that ultimately some guys just don't get it. And at 25 years of age, he's got a chance to mature at some point, you would think. But this would be at least the fifth different arrest if it comes to that for Javante Davis. At some point, you got to put him in the category of just doesn't get it and cannot behave. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, but this is not a good look right now. Um, that is for sure. All right, so we wait on that story. I promise we'll get to the fight cards and the previews uh, here in a moment. Big news, uh, at least over in the U.K., in Europe, for the rematch of Alexander Povetkin, Dillian White, heavyweight contender rematch after Povetkin's shocking one-punch KO of White in August. Their fight that was sl- uh, slated for two weekends from now, November 21st, off because Povetkin tested positive for COVID-19, had to stop training, uh, and at this point, fight probably off into January. They they are talking about maybe trying to reschedule for January. That is disappointing uh, that that one will not come off here 
uh, to see if Dillian White could right the wrong inside of 90 days of being knocked out by Pavetkin. Marquise, your reaction to that news? My thinking, TJ, is that with this fight being pushed back for him, it actually helps out Dillian White because, let's be honest, TJ, we talked in the last podcast how we, I think this was, that was the knockout of the year of him getting hit by Pavekin with that uppercut. And this will at least delay some of that so he can have more training, maybe feel a little better about everything, figure, figure out how to, a better way to actually beat Pavekin this go-around. But with the, the fight card being scrapped, TJ, is, is, was strange only because it comes up probably for probably much for a lot of folks at this time, especially in the UK. One of the worst times of COVID just wiping things left and right, and they're back on lockdown again. So I'm hoping with the, this fight being pushed back, it will bring everything sooner than later with White and Pavekin and the rematch for that. That elusive number one position, whatever fictional title it is for that WBC spot they have fighter fighting for. But if anything, we get a heavyweight fight again. And I really hope that they have, by then, maybe they'll have, maybe they'll have fans, maybe they won't. Right. But maybe, but maybe with the one thing with White, this just gives them more time to, to rest up on this. Good point on that. And again, coronavirus spiking all over the United States, spiking again in the UK. And as you mentioned, they're going back on 30-day lockdown uh, here so the whole bubble atmosphere is still going to be uh, prevalent there, uh, as it as it will be by and large in the United States. And uh, you know, I can I can hear you have concern. Will this fight happen in January because of COVID nineteen? We will find out um, and uh, and see what happens with Pavetkin and. Uh, White, that was not the only uh, coronavirus update that affected a championship fight. Uh, also, Miguel Burchelt, Burchelt, the uh, WBC junior uh, lightweight champion, 130-pound champion, his December proposed title defense with Oscar Valdez, an unbeaten fighter, is off and not rescheduled at the moment. Again, we're still about six weeks away from when they were supposed to have that fight. So Burchelt has coronavirus. That fight is now not going to happen in December, and and you're questioning, will it happen, and is somebody else going to maybe fight Rivas, the up-and-coming unbeaten contender, right? Yeah, I think with uh, with the Burchell-Valdez fight, with Burchell being out of it, for Valdez now, uh, we'll see if, if anyone steps up and replaces him that he actually wants to fight, because the one fight that was been mentioned that I saw on Twitter this week, and he called him out for it, Shakur Stevenson's been trying to fight Oscar Valdez for a while, TJ, and what happened was he was supposed to fight him, Valdez moved up. Well, now they're both the same weight class. Now they can't run anymore. And we'll, we'll see if that fight actually plays because he's been looking for a fight with Stevenson. He's also called out Abner Mares, of course. Mm. Uh, another name as well that came out as well, uh, Lamont Roach from Golden Boy was looking for a fight as well. Now, pretty much since, since uh, Valdez can't get Burch out, which is the fight for the title, of course, there's other, there's other suitors that are willing to step I was going to say, though, if you're, if you're Valdez, uh, wouldn't you wait if this could be rescheduled, let's say in January, if they can find a date in the Vegas bubble and make it work? Because it's a title shot. Because those other names that you mentioned, if he's fighting Shakur Stevenson or Lamont Roach, uh, Lamont Roach, for example, um, I don't know why you would fight them and maybe not even make as much money when it's not for a world title, right? Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if the opportunity for them to fight down the line in the, the Las Vegas bubble or the uh, Box Azteca bubble in Mexico City that comes up for that title shot, you're going to wait for that title shot, let's be honest, TJ. But it's just the idea of the spirit of competition. But it's, it's, it's interesting to see if these guys are calling him out to see if, they, if he will take him up on it. And again, Jamel Herring could be in the mix, another top-ranked fighter. He is due to fight Carl Frampton. That fight, uh, Frampton, the former two-division junior featherweight and featherweight champ, moving up to 130. That fight has not been officially set and announced. We don't know if that's in December. Is it in January? Herring and Frampton uh, will wait to see when it's announced, but... Herring could be a possible opponent, so too, obviously, could be Frampton, against Burchelt in a unified situation at 130, depending on how this plays out. But right now, Burchelt is shelved because of uh, coronavirus. So, again, it's affecting everything everywhere. Everybody continue to stay safe, wear your mask, social distance uh, as we try to battle on and battle through this. We do know the fights at the time that we're taping are scheduled to happen this weekend. The biggest, as we just talked about with Sergio Mora, speaking of the WBC, is the WBC's lightweight title. Uh, the argument would be that Teofimo Lopez beat Lomachenko for the franchise version. He's the WBC champ. Clearly, Devin Haney has a version of the WBC belt. In any event, he is putting it on the line against veteran Uriokis Gamboa. You were there December of last year when Gervonta Davis, back to him, connect the dots in Atlanta, stopped Gamboa. 
Gamboa had injured himself early on in that fight and fight and fought on. But I, I don't think you're sold really on Gamboa having much left here against Devin Haney coming up in this fight, right? Yeah, TJ, not at all with Gamboa. What the, the one thing that everyone has been throwing out all week long against that fight that Gamboa had with Davis last week was like how he lasted 12 rounds. Do people remember not in Atlanta because I was there. He was knocked down in the second round. And the only reason that fight continued on because everyone in the stadium, press side included, thought Jack Reese was going to stop the fight in the second round. And also he was knocked down in the fifth round. And by that time you would have fought all right if the fight's still over. He still, he still hobbled along for another seven rounds afterwards, but Gambo at that point was just not the same guy. And I don't see any of that changing with Haney. I, regardless if this is a Haney's belt, you know, the WBC version of it, if it's the email belt that people joke online about or whatever. But if, if one thing it does for Haney, it gives him at least a common opponent and at least tries to give him some competition in terms of trying to get with the, with the rest of the guys at 135 because he's been calling everybody out for a while now and – if you look in Haney's camp, they're not trying to fight him. He's his goal is to be not be the odd man out of all, in that whole trio of people. He would like to be in the mix somehow, some way. By the way, for our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, we're part of their network of shows. Uh, Haney minus twenty eight hundred to win in this one, so an overwhelming favorite on mybookie.ag. Uh, sponsors here of Big Fight Weekend and the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows. Pretty convincing odds. Uh, on that to take care of Gamboa uh, is Gamboa what is Gamboa 38 is he 48 is he 58 he's, do we really know how old he is and does he have listed, anything left right he's listed at 38 TJ in the ring he may be 57 once the Ooh. bell rings Saturday night in well, the zone to be honest with you <laughs> we will we will find out undercard heavyweight battle again is uh, Philip Hergovich uh, unbeaten big puncher rockin Rydell Booker who you've joked about previously on this podcast is the My opponent boy. Is this, is this anything other than a knockover, a squash fight, as you like to say? He's a punching bag for Herkovich. What do you make of it? I think this TJ fight is one that you only have to get some rounds in. What I learned listening to uh, the uh, the undercard press conference today from Matchroom is that these two have been sparring partners for the last couple of weeks. And time has shown when sparring partners, especially in the heavyweight division, have been fighting these last couple of rounds. Uh, FAA Jog was a great example. Nothing happens for ten, 8 to 10 rounds. And Rydell Booker is not a guy that gets knocked down, TJ. Like Even last year when he fought uh, Kubat Pulov, wasn't knocked down. The right. prospect James Franklin was it knocked down this guy doesn't get knocked down so i'll be very shocked if Rydell booker gets knocked down in this fight so that i'm clear you're saying that hergovich because i didn't realize this has been sparring with booker and now they're actually going to take the headgear off and get ready and go fight each other for real is that what you meant by that absolutely tj as they say in the business this time this once once the bell rings this sparring counts yep that's exactly (laughs) what's happening on saturday well and some of this again has to do with the bizarre covid19 circumstances and it's tougher to find sparring partners it is Uh it is tough because of the risks people don't want to travel you know you typically would maybe hire sparring partners from other parts of the u.s or wherever and and fly them in and bring them in to be sparring partners so maybe it's best available and now they will fight on the undercard and hergovich only minus ten thousand to win the fight (laughs) coming up in this one on Saturday, do you give it? You you mentioned Booker doesn't go down. Do you give it five rounds? Do you give it I, seven rounds on the under over? I think TJ, we, this this fight goes the uneventful distance. Booker is just one of those guys that doesn't get knocked out, and he doesn't do anything out of the ordinary to make you think otherwise. It's one of those fights, TJ, where you sit around and you see how much has Hergovic improved as a as a heavyweight because he's been getting some squash fights lately. This is just not one of those fights. This is just really a a, a sanctioned sparring session for uh, then again, then again, Leo Santa Cruz was one of those guys who doesn't get knocked out. And I'm not saying that Hergovich is Gervonta Davis, but boom, yeah. it just depends on who hits you and if the punch is uh, is big enough. All right, Marquise Johns with me, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, TJ Reeves. We're hanging out on the podcast here for a few more moments. Uh, PBC on Fox Show uh, features King Kong Luis Ortiz in action at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles on uh, Fox coming on Saturday night against Alexander the Great Flores. 
Last we saw Ortiz, he was knocked out by Deontay Wilder a year ago in a heavyweight title challenge. Second time he had lost to Wilder. Cuban-born, we believe somewhere around 39, 40, 41 years of age. Could be older. (laughs) Nobody knows. Nobody's seen a birth certificate. Definitely a veteran. Tell me more about Alexander Flores, who you wrote about for the site, and what kind of shot does he have here to make things difficult, if not maybe push Ortiz? He can push Ortiz for a couple of rounds depending how motivated Ortiz is in this fight. One of the things I've realized going in, TJ, leading up to it was Ortiz doesn't want to do any of the media press for it. So essentially, if you can find a select few interviews of him doing anything talking about this fight leading up to it, the the word disinterested is the best I can give you for Ortiz (laughs) leading into this fight on Saturday. Uh, Lucky for him, he's facing Alexander the Great Flores, who was, for most folks in boxing, uh, was on the wrong end of a Joseph Parker knockdown about two years ago. And what is what he's looking for is he had a full training camp for this. He's looking, he's looking to put his name in the top fifteen because he, uh, Flores mentioned beforehand with the fight, the only person that Ortiz has lost to is Deontay Wilder twice. So his thinking is, hey, he beats the guy that almost beat Wilder twice. He's an up to the top fifteen. But, you know, it's a fair point. I don't think it's going to happen, but it makes sense. <laughs> All right, again, that's a ten-round non-title fight. That is the PBC on Fox main event. Saturday. I always like to ask this, whether it's the Friday night DAZN card. Uh, we've already listed two of the fights there. We listed the main event fight, PBC on Fox. Is there another fighter on either one of those cards? Because you're you're like the king of the insight on the undercard fighters. Anybody else that stands out on either one of those cards that we should keep an eye on earlier in the evening, either in Hollywood, Florida, or Hollywood, California, and Los Angeles? Absolutely, TJ. Also on that PBC card, uh, heavyweight Frank Sanchez is in action. Uh, I joke all the time on, on Twitter, on Week Sauce Radio, if he, will he keep his pants up during the entire fight, which is begged <laughs> to be seen in his last few fights. But he's in action for a regional heavyweight title against Brian Howard. That should be uh, easy work for him for a knockout. But with with Frank Sanchez, 28-year-old uh, Cuban prospect, TJ, once again, is he 28? <laughs> you know, sure. 31, but, 33, we don't know, right. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll find out when they tell us. But he's in, he's one to look out for. He's He was actually one of the heavyweights that I think they had slayed the prospect that had FAA Jagba stayed with uh, the PBC as one of those up-and-coming prospect versus prospect fights. But since he's gone on the top rank, it'll be interesting to see how they move him up the line. But this is a fight to keep him busy as well. Sanchez might need be in need, the Cuban, of a, of a drawstring to keep the drawers yeah. up, the draws, keep them up uh, <laughs> on this. All right, so those are the fight cards for this weekend. We look forward to seeing what's going to happen. Again, Haney probably the, is the biggest name that is in all of this and would love to get in the mix, uh, maybe somewhere down the road with Teofimo Lopez, uh, someone else. I don't know that Gervonta Davis, because, again, it's different sides of the aisle. You're talking about Matchroom. You're talking about uh, Davis being represented by PBC, Premier Boxing Champions. Who knows? But Haney's got to do his part against Gamboa. We'll see what happens. Again, they have that on DAZN coming up. Marquise, anything else uh, here before we are done on the podcast this weekend or otherwise? Anything else? Are we good? Absolutely, TJ. One quick thing also. There's a hidden boxing card once uh, in between all this around 1030. Uh, there's a there's an impact boxing card, TJ, on the Impact Network. They're, they're, they're making fights again over there. The same station that has uh, religious programming, 25-8, is now cutting in between that to have a couple of fights. Sponsored by, and the reason I mentioned this, TJ, is because it's sponsored by the Bella Entertainment. I, I don't want Lou yelling at me about this, not mentioning his fight cards on Saturday. Okay. Uh, he, he, has, he has a couple of prospects. Undefeated uh, middleweight prospect, uh, Isaiah Steen's on this card. That's one fight to look for. There's a championship title fight for him, I think, with a women's belt as well. But the Impact Network uh, was, before pandemic, TJ, was, was slated to have about a lot of these local club shows, like about 25, 26 of them over a three-year span. I think this fight's going to kickstart some of that back down the line for 2021. And again, that one is in our neck of the woods in St. Pete, Florida, uh, with that fight card. And and there's a couple of other ones that are going to be going on uh, as well in Philadelphia club show. There's a show in Mexico. Um, Again, anything of note that is happening this weekend, we will write something about it on BigFightWeekend.com, and Marquise will be all over it, and I'll be assisting, including, again, hang in there. What's the latest on Gervonta Davis? We'll have something about it on the site. You may already know that as you listen later in the weekend. If you're listening on Friday or in advance on Saturday of the fight cards for Saturday night, you may already know about what the authorities have or haven't done with questioning him, uh, arresting him or not. 
hit and run, felony hit and run. What's the truth? They may question him and may and may decide to do nothing. Right now at the time we're taping, the Baltimore authorities are saying nothing. And a lot of that has to do with them conducting their investigation to find out what did happen. And again, crucial to this, it's obvious, but it's the important point I keep coming back to. What does the traffic camera video show in and around the accident, the aftermath of the accident, him leaving the scene? Can you identify that it's his vehicle? Can you identify that it's him? Because if that's the case, big, big trouble again for Gervonta Davis out of the ring. Maybe not, though. Maybe not. We, we have to qualify it. We'll see what happens. In any event, Marquise, thank you for the breakdown. We'll see what happens in the Haney card. Uh, uh, DeZone, Hollywood, Florida, Hard Rock Casino, King Kong Ortiz, and Alexander the Great Flores, non-title heavyweight battle PBC on Fox on Saturday night as well. We'll be watching all of it. I appreciate the time. Thank you for the insight, and uh, let's see what happens. Absolutely, TJ. If anything else, we'll have, there's guaranteed knockdowns this weekend. Uh, in terms of spectacular ones, well, we'll find out how they stand up on, on, over the weekend. No doubt about that. My thanks also to Sergio Mora of DAZN. He, Todd Grisham, Chris Mannix on the call of the Haney Gamboa main event for the WBC World Lightweight title. Uh, Hergovich in the co-feature, the heavyweight against Rydell Booker. They're on the call on the DAZN streaming service. That will do it for us. Again, subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you found us. Social media link through sportsgamblingpodcast.com, their network fleet of shows. We thank Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast and that network for making us a part of it as we continue to grow audience. Rate us and review us, by the way. Subscribe. It comes automatically to you here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. From my man, Marquise Johns, for Week Sauce Radio, I am merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. the other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity. The future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.